Welcome to Justice Losers, a podcast where we discuss entertainment media, namely movies, TVs, and comics. I'm your host, Preston Jordan, as always, by my delightful co-host. Batman. Just gonna... Yep. <laughs> <laughs> just gonna go right through that. Yeah. Can't do it. That, Whatever. That went... That Matt, was most we could have expected. What should people do? Like, subscribe, and... You know, it's the holiday season. I don't I don't like the negativity. No more fights in the comments. At least not for now. Tell your friends. Bring joy to people and tell them about anything other than our podcast. Bring misery to people and tell them about our podcast. There we go. That's yes. that there we go. And we're joined for the first time ever, my lovely girlfriend, Kaylin. Hello. Yay. Yay. <laughs> How are you? Kaylin's <laughs> <laughs> here because we are talking about uh specifically Hallmark Christmas movies. Yep. And that is her just she loves Hallmark Christmas movies. Neither of these people respect me right now, and I'm aware of that. <laughs> Matt, Matt, we'll you, get into it. you appreciate it. You, you can appreciate a good classic like rom-com Hallmark movie, right? They're, they're we'll not rom-coms, it. though. That's true. We'll get into it. Matt. Preston. What have you been up to? Very little. Nah. It's a short week, and we've got a chest That's true. Tournament. It's Thursday. Yeah. I got a chess tournament this weekend for the first time in 10 months, so I've been mostly doing opening prep for that. Yep. Um, I have watched a little bit more of Grey's Anatomy over Hannah's shoulder. Um, it is <laughs> Kalen's over there just <laughs> laughing like a maniac. It has quickly gone from "Hey, this is kind of terrible, but like in an amusing way" to "This is just grating. I can't watch this anymore." I have. I thought to you were gonna say another... this is just great, and I was like, "What a plot twist!" <laughs> no, like I have to go into another room and put headphones on. Now. Oh Jesus! Bad. Yeah, no. Just what would you say is the most grotesquely bad element of Grey's Anatomy? Um, if you had to tell someone not to watch Grey's Anatomy for this specific reason, what would it be? There is never a single line of dialogue that sounds like a, something an actual human would say, and yet we're meant to take every single moment with utmost seriousness. Good. All right. That is a solid and brutal attack on an entire oh, I writer. I thought about this more than I would like. <laughs> Kaylin, what are your thoughts on Grey's Anatomy? Because you've... How much have you watched... I think I got, I'm not positive, but I think I got like three-ish seasons in, and then it just got too much for me. Like, the constant drama over things that didn't need to be dramatic, Mm -hmm. and that's like coming from me, and I like really dramatic TV shows. Mm -hmm. It was just too much, and I just stopped watching. But I did enjoy it for like, probably at least one season. Okay. Yeah. I'm never going to watch any of it. I, no, this is that, a long it, show for you. It is baffling to me that, like, through, I think it was middle school. When did this show start airing? 2004? So, Mid-aughts. middle school. So, like, I, like, so middle school is when it was running and some yeah. of my classmates knew about it. Uh, I just heard about it all the time from, like, the, the drama-seeking girls, obviously, yep. but... Yep. Um, like I heard about it, I was like, "Oh, this there's this show." So it's always kind of been in the back of my mind as a show that I should probably check out. Um, and I always kind of like envisioned it as being a more, um, like br- larger cast house. Once I had seen mm-hmm. House, I was just like, "Oh, I, f- I bet like Grey's Anatomy is kind of like this. Maybe more drama between characters and stuff like that than in House." Um, it is baffling to me to just like I mean, the past month. Mm-hmm. You have, I mean, it wasn't a gradual, maybe the show isn't great. It was from the get-go, it was, this is a bad show and you should not watch that. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, yeah. 
there there's it just seeing a few episodes here and there like i was like okay this is bad but i can sit here and do something else in the same room while she's watching it yeah for a, a little while and now it's so, just yeah. like you know how sitcoms will like contrive contrive shenanigans to make yeah. tension and make plot happen Grey's anatomy does that but without the the wink and a nod mm. all the time just like kaylin was saying just non-stop drama for the sake of i don't even know <laughs> It's All right, just, it's miserable. On a on a better note, um, on my my playlist of music that I listen to when I'm working on stuff that I don't have to think about too hard, uh, Elgar's Cello Concerto came up yesterday, and boy, I can recommend that wholeheartedly. To <laughs> That's a good one. It's got like just an all time great melody. Okay. First theme in the first. Say theme it again. Elgar's Cello Concerto. Say it one more time, slower. Cello Concerto by Edward Elgar. There we go. That'll. Because if you just scream the full name of the thing, even if someone's like interested in hearing it, yeah. they'll have no idea what to look up. Elgar Shello? Who's Elgar Shello? <laughs> Elgar Shello. <laughs> the, the actual title is Concerto in E Minor for Cello and Orchestra, Opus 85 by Edward Elgar. Go check that out if you uh, like classical music at all. Even if you don't. It's great. It's got some really good tunes. It's really accessible. Expand your horizons. That's what we're here to do. That's what we're all about. We're here to expand your horizons and start fights in the comments and just perpetuate negativity on the internet. Love it. Hate it. (laughs) I also watched a couple Hallmark Christmas movies, but we'll get into that. Yeah. Kylan, what uh, is there anything that you've been watching or reading or listening to that you would like to tell people that they should check out or vehemently avoid? (laughs) Taylor Swift dropped a new album. <laughs> I actually didn't even think about that. <laughs> should have seen that coming. You should have. Anyways, if you like her music, I think it's pretty good. But I'm also biased because I think almost everything she does is pretty good. Fair enough. But other than that, I've just been surviving the last few weeks of school. Yeah. Winter break. That's been yeah. the big thing. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I mean, you have done another thing that... I'll, I'll throw into mine as we've been watching uh, the extended version of Lord oh. of the Rings. <laughs> Matt is happy. Uh, we watched, oh God, what would that have been? Like six months ago? Longer than that? It was we over went, summer. Over summer, so six months ago-ish. Uh, we watched the uh, the theatrical releases because I you had never seen it and I wanted to mm-hmm. expose you to it. I talked about this in the podcast. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, we've been watching, we watched the theatrical cuts because I was advised by you, Matt, yep. to not torture her with the extended versions right off the bat right because if you want to get the story of lord of the rings the theatrical cuts will suffice um more than you made a comment the other like a week ago about not remembering some pretty key moments in lord of the rings and i was like hmm i think it's time we revisit the franchise (laughs) and so i decided to do the extended versions and she has fallen asleep towards the end of both discs of the first step of the first movie (laughs) It's not because I don't like them. I just have this thing with TVs and being late at night, and I always fall asleep whether I like it or not. Yeah, yeah. it's it's true. Okay, um, fair enough. But uh, I still I, think you've gone at this all wrong. What should have started when she was about six years old, reading them <laughs> to her at be- as bedtime stories, <laughs> and then uh, when she gets a little older and can read them on her own and fully appreciate them, she should read them four or five times. And I'll then make sure watch to the uh, when they come out in theaters. I'll make sure to launch a full tirade at her dad about not doing that when yeah. she was six. <laughs> no, he he messed up. He messed up big time. I'm sorry to say. Yeah, no. Uh, so we we got through the first. Uh, we got through Fellowship, which. I talk a lot about how I know I can quote Lord of the Rings like mm-hmm. perfectly and you give me any 
timestamp in the movies and I could tell you pretty closely what happens. Mm-hmm. Not with Fellowship. Um, and I think it's because in that 10 years, less so towards the end, but in the 10 years, uh, I did not give a shit about the Frodo storyline. So I would skip all those scenes and get, cut to everything with, like, uh, it, literally anybody else. Right. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, Fellowship is pretty much all Frodo because they're still all together. Yeah. And so I never really watched Fellowship a whole bunch. Um, I would skip to what I would argue are the better ones, which we haven't... I don't think we've... We haven't really hashed this out. Yeah, we, t- we talked... We've had the three episodes yeah dedicated to him which we should probably revisit now that we've adjusted our format but yeah that's not um yeah yeah no i had a little trouble uh quoting obviously i nailed the quote with uh um gimli realizing that uh everyone is dead in the uh and moria oh no No! (laughs) which i maintain is the best line in the entire series uh when i I was home for uh, a week or so over the summer me and my brother played a lot of dominion mm. and one of the cards in dominion is uh mine oh and no <laughs> every time it would get like it would get added and would be one we play with i'd be like oh mine and then no no <laughs> every time it got real they call it a mine a mine <laughs> Oh, what a good uh what a good series of movies poor peter jackson for being put through the hobbit oh, yeah. um don't get me started so yeah, we've been uh, we've been watching those. We'll continue watching those after what, the what holidays. Kalen, aside from falling asleep, <laughs> <laughs> I liked them. I don't, I don't know. They were fun. <laughs> uh, oh, I know that you love Sam, and you love Gimli. Yeah, and you love Aragorn. Those seem to be your three kind of top characters. Yes. Which tracks for females, honestly. Tracks for human beings. I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of Sam. I think he's kind of like obnoxious. I know. It's controversial. He is the hero of the story. He is the hero of the story. I know. I agree. This this Wait, no. We have we've uh, our butterfly effects. I don't know if this one really I don't know if this one will release, but we decided that Pippin is the most important. Prippin's the most important, but he's not he's not the hero (laughs) for the Prippin? Prippin. From like a moral and thematic standpoint, <laughs> Sam is the hero of the book, and Tolkien said as much. All right, well, You're you don't wrong. always have to like the hero. You're wrong on the internet. All right, start a fight in the comments, y'all. Stop or it. Go somewhere. <laughs> Too much negativity. I can't. Yeah, uh, so that's what we've been up to. Uh, otherwise, continuing my. Oh, this is the right time to talk about it. I watched the first episode of uh, Defending Jacob. Which is, uh, it's an Apple TV exclusive with Chris Evans. I'm preparing for our annual Christmas episode, which will be a Minnesota this year, by the way. Mm -hmm. Um, Because of, you know, there are four movies to talk about. Really not a whole lot to really delve into with the Chris's, so it's going to be pretty short. Um, uh, I gotta watch Onward. But uh, I'll talk about Chris Evans and his performance in that episode. Um I think I'm going to keep watching the show purely because I'm pretty sure I've lined out the entire plot line from the first episode because it just seems to be incredibly predictable. Okay. Um, like the, they seem to have thrown in a red herring because they are starting to show their cards too early in the first episode and need a couple episodes of fluff. Yep. Um, but it's just like, 
the writing is okay. I'm trying to figure out how I can say this. The writing ideas are good. It's it's kind of an interesting one. The execution is not fantastic. Mm-hmm. Not only in it's not pacing, it's uh giving the audience information too much and too quickly. Okay. Um it's also the dialogue is pretty not great. Uh oh, it, it's there's a conversation so it's two parents it's uh Captain America and Lori from Walking Dead have one of the kids from It. Um, and the kid from It is, an, is a, I guess, a freshman in high school. And they're sitting, the parents are sitting in bed and they're talking. And she asks him about his dad. And he says, uh, from what my mom told me, I wasn't missing much. They have a kid in high school. I feel like that topic would have come up prior to that point that that just feels unnatural like it's just it's stuff like that it's tiny little elements like that and also it did my biggest pet peeve in movies which is uh turning on a news report on a tv and it starts at the very beginning when it's been on (laughs) what i love it when you're bothered by things (laughs) why (laughs) you love negativity (laughs) no i just kind of like getting under people's skin that's true uh yeah no so it it did that. God, stop it. Stop it, you two. No, 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 no. no, no. I, don't, I don't know what's going on here, but I don't like it. I whispered mushrooms. Oh. He did. Um, yeah, it's just, it's little things like that that just don't feel, and I don't feel like the the world is natural. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very clear with this one. I'm, I want to watch the rest of it because I want to, I want them to prove me wrong on all of my theories mm-hmm. of like, who did it? Who's the the suspect and like stuff like that? I don't think they're gonna do it, and I think I'm I'm, I'm gonna give it probably three more episodes. I think there's eight episodes. I'm gonna give it three more episodes. I'm gonna get halfway okay. through the show. Okay. And if I don't see any sign of it kind of going, oh, like oh. that's kind of a redirection, yeah. then I'm I'm dropping it. Uh, I, I mean, for a casual moviegoer, I would recommend it. Honestly, it's. Good solid mystery type thing. Good solid mystery. It's compelling. the The characters in their specific roles and their relations with each other are interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's predictable if you know how to watch for foreshadowing and critically watch. But for a casual moviegoer, totally passable show. All right. Decent job, Apple TV. Not good job. What Decent did you job. get Apple TV? Uh, Andrew has it. Oh. So I just uh, okay. Just uh, popped it up on the Roku today during eating Chick-fil-A. Nice. News! News! HBO Max is coming to Roku. Hey, finally! Yeah. Any news on Amazon? I think today. Um, I don't think so. I only cared about the Roku one. Yeah. For those who uh, need to know what this what's going on, uh, HBO Max was Warner Media was working out was trying to figure out a, a deal with Roku TV and or with Roku and with Amazon to put HB, the HBO Max app on those platforms. Uh, so Amazon being the fire fire stick, um, like you'll find you've got the website and it'll be on consoles and stuff. But mm-hmm. since HBO Max launched, they've been trying to work out a deal, and it's good to know that they reached yeah. on Roku just in time for Wonder Woman. Oh, I wonder how much they shelled over for that. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, I bet that's there's, a there's uh, some leverage right there. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. That'll do it. <laughs> yeah. 
They'll probably do it with Amazon. Uh, I foresee the Amazon coming up in the next... Oh, it'd have to be in the next week. Yep. Week from tomorrow is Christmas. They want to get the Amazons on the Amazon. Yep. That was... <laughs> Thank you. I am. I, I like that one. I, I approve of that. That gets Preston seal appro- of approval. You don't get or, or... a seal of approval. Aww. Get out of here. All right. Just to bring down your mood a little bit, <laughs> Zack Snyder's Justice League's probably going to be rated R. <laughs> Batman's gonna drop an F bomb. No! <laughs> Remember what I said about I love getting under people's skin? I'm under his skin. Batman is not a vulgar person. He is an angry, angsty person that beats up people because he has childhood trauma. A lot of psychological issues. Mm-hmm. But he's just it. He's not a cursing per. Uh, he'll. He's like your dad. Like he'll drop a curse word every once in a while. Uh, not, I guess my dad. I guess the generic dad. Like mm-hmm. the kind of like he'll be like, "Oh, damn it!" Every once in a while, but he right. doesn't drop the f bomb. He's like my dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you'll get one every once in a while, but mm-hmm. he just he doesn't drop the. I don't think I've ever seen ever read a comic where he's dropped the f bomb. Hmm. Well, there was that one time in the Adam West movie. Yeah, the uh, the um, the fat rare <laughs> shark repellent. That's yep, what it was. That's it. That's the one. Yep. Uh, yeah. No, I. I mean, also, Batman doesn't kill. So, uh, well, yeah. I no. guess pick my battles. <laughs> Fair enough. This is yeah. I guess we can just say this is not really. This Batman is not Batman. <laughs> yeah. Um. Also, according to Zack Snyder's quote on the subject, Steppenwolf is pretty much just hacking people in half. So. Okay, that's accurate, but yeah, cool. That's also not a compelling villain. It's also going to be CGI anyway. Yeah, who cares? Yeah, Kayla's just like looking back and forth at us because we're talking about the things that just doesn't. I have no input, <laughs> no opinion on. How do you feel about Zack Snyder's Justice League anyway? I have no feelings about Zack Snyder's Justice League. Oh, it's you're probably for the best. I know he gets really triggered about it. Yeah, it's, you're gonna you're gonna get plenty of rants about it yeah and i I will eventually watch it probably because i am a masochistic idiot with a podcast about entertainment media so Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. let's see what else not a lot of big news um yeah i mean all of it hit last week with disney jesus yeah uh house of the dragon is going to drop in 2022 that's the the... uh the game of of thrones spinoff about the targaryens Oh, is it going to drop in 2022? Because this is also Warner Media, and we have a true. we have three episodes dedicated to movies that Warner Media has said that they're going to do, and none of them are going to happen. Yeah, this one's probably <laughs> actually happening. Is it a show? It's a show. It's a show. Yeah, they've been um, yeah, well, they've been bringing on actors for a while, and they have so? writers, and it, they've done like little promo videos. So they haven't done that for Plastic Man. Plastic plastic that wasn't a joke i know what? plastic the it's not plastic band because it's going to be a female led isn't it i think they're doing both oh huh yeah i thought this was, i thought this was a change of news i didn't know this was an additional news <laughs> oh That's jesus christ anyway not important house of the dragon it's gonna happen 
Um, and Jeremy Bullock, who played Boba Fett in the original trilogy, died. Oh. Did he? I hadn't heard of him until today. But, yes, he's dead. That's a bummer, right? Like, I mean, that's yeah. ironic. That's suspicious. That's weird. <laughs> TikTok people get that, that one. That one I do get. <laughs> you know, anyway. Boba Fett shows up finally elsewhere, and then the original actor dies. Hmm. I think Disney's doing oh, some yeah, weird no, I shit. Put it, I wouldn't put it past Disney. No. Yeah. Let's just... We don't want him to uh, pull a uh, David Prowse. Let's just off him. Oh, wait. Didn't David Prowse, David Prowse just, Prowse die? just died? Oh, my God. Disney's cleaning house. Yeah. <laughs> I got to tie up all these loose ends of actors that have been shafted by the Lucasfilms. Yeah. <laughs> Harrison Ford's next. Well, he didn't get shafted. Yeah, he didn't get, like, recast yeah. or anything. Yeah, he's fine. Who played uh, Jar Jar? What's his name again? Oh, something. He's probably next on the chopping block. Yeah. Jar, just like Jar. outspoken people of the of the franchise are probably just getting offed by Disney. If he goes next, I'm yeah, it's gonna blow my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of actors that have been in Star Wars movies. I know. Um, I'm talking about like actors that have been in Star Wars movies, but also have, are actively outspoken critics of it. Yeah. So Ahmed Best, Ahmed Best, Jar Jar, yeah. or Jake Lloyd, maybe. Oh well, he's an institution right now, so I don't think he'll be. He's not a threat. He's full blown schizophrenic. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> like he's he's at he's at the enough. guy who played the kid Anakin is in a mental institution right now because he's just full blown. Uh, he's got full blown schizophrenic. Yep, not full full blown. I don't think it's full blown. I don't think it's paranoid. I think it's just I don't know schizophrenia. Anyway, His life is terrifying. Yeah. Um. Anything else? Let's wrap this up. It's really all I got. It's a slow news week. I'm just I'm milking the stupid stuff for all I got. That's a weird sentence, I'll be honest. I know. It's your episode, bud. Oh, boy. Yes, it is. Golly. How about that? <laughs> Golly, gee whiz. Uh, there we go. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you can see that. Hang on a second. I'm going to turn off the lights for a second. <laughs> Christmas mode engaged. So, Caitlin, Hallmark Christmas movies, huh? Yeah. So, what's the deal with those? Well, you just mentioned warm and comforting. I would like to really focus on those feelings. <laughs> that was a great segue right Thank there. She's you. a natural. I like it. <laughs> okay, so tell me, warm and comforting. Well, um, we should start, we should probably define, okay. like, what is a Hallmark Christmas movie? Okay. That's, there are probably people that don't know. What is Hallmark? It's a greeting card company. Yeah. They have a channel. For some reason. <laughs> it's actually uh, an amalgamation of... Um, well, it was originally. Uh, it was like two like Christian ladies, it was wasn't a it? A couple of a couple of Christian channels that got amalgamated into yeah. the Hallmark Channel. Kind of some interesting history there. I'm not going to get into it too much. And but I do know I did a little bit of research. I do know that that actually bad. comes through, which we can point out. Like yeah, that history of them coming from two kind of Christian life life and love channels, right. like kind of come through the through some of the motifs of Hallmark movies, mm-hmm. which we'll get into later. Yeah, we'll discuss it. But yeah, so they do. Yeah, this is dangerous having my girlfriend on because the entire time I'm just going to be doing stupid shit to make her laugh. <laughs> Very good. So the the Hallmark Channel, uh, they do all kinds of, I mean, they do movies all year round. Yeah. And they'll do all kinds of seasonal movies. Mm-hmm. And they get really, really into Christmas. Yes, they do. They put out a movie called The Christmas Card in 2006, 
that was kind of the one that started it all. That was people just ate it up, and they have played that movie every year since, many times over. And they said, "Hey, there's a model here," and so they have started pumping out just increasingly over the years. First one, then a few, then a dozen. Now they're aiming for 40 new Christmas movies a year. A year. 40. Yeah. So I do know that they start their Christmas season in October, which is a blight on humanity, first of all. Not only are you stepping on, like, Thanksgiving, which I argue, again, is the best holiday, Mm -hmm. you are also stepping on Halloween, which not even normal society does that. Usually Christmas starts on November 1st. Yep. Like, for kind of general society. That is just... It's aggressive. That's a word for it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So they they pop out these movies. They um, basically have the model down to where they can do super low budget. They can outsource it to a couple of trusted production companies. They can spit out a movie in like two weeks. Mm-hmm. Just like at least the, the actual production. Part. Andrew has worked on, I think, like six of them. Yeah. Like, I don't know if there are any of them. I'm, the odds are at least one of them are Christmas. That's probability. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but I do know that he did... Uh, they were shooting two at the same time because it was the same actors <laughs> and, or something like that. Like it was like two movies in one week or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's just, just Jesus. Yeah. No, <laughs> I will they, say they use the same actors over and over <laughs> and over again. Yeah. If I'd had time to watch, I, I watched two Hallmark Christmas movies this week. And if I'd had time to watch a third one, I would have watched one that had Brandon Ruth in it. Yeah. I do know that that's one of them with, because with cats. I was going to, huh? It's got cats in it too. Was Brandon Ruth in the movie Cats? I hope not. <laughs> I remember we had surprising people in it. Um, I, I was I was gonna try to watch at least one going into this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not that I never got to it; uh, it's that I didn't wanna, <laughs> <laughs> and that I figured it would probably be more interesting to have someone who just has no concept of what these movies are like yeah. on the episode. Yeah. You've got your casual expert, you've got your studied expert, and then you've got your idiot. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So that's Hallmark Christmas movies. They do them. They fit them very tightly to particular formulas and structures and character Mm -hmm. archetypes. And and people eat them up. Eat them up like candy. And Kaylin is here to explain why. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Full five part was a five part <laughs> essay. Five part essay explanation about why Hallmark movies are great. Paragraph. Paragraph. Mm, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um Warm and comforting. You were gonna expand on that a yeah, Warm bit. and comforting. Like, I feel like those are the words that I personally use to describe the entirety of the Christmas season. I love Christmas. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing I work in an elementary school because like I am on the same level as these children. Good deal. You know, they're there because of presence. I'm there because of the overall, like, spirit of Christmas. Mm-hmm. But I do love Christmas, and I just think it's such a happy time of the year. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Hallmark movies really fit into that because you always know there's going to be a happy ending. Mm-hmm. There's, like, always, like, pretty sets in the background, like, always beautiful decorations. Yeah. And they're just, they're comforting to watch. They bring me peace. Sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. Can can I ask you to elaborate on that sometimes? Well, you know, like sometimes I'm like lesson planning while I'm watching it. And 
watching the movie is not quite enough to oh. <laughs> yeah. not make me feel like I'm internally screaming, but it's <laughs> fair enough. We well, we had a, an episode a few weeks ago where we talked about why there aren't any Thanksgiving movies, mm-hmm. and part of it is that Thanksgiving doesn't have a subculture like Christmas and mm-hmm. doesn't have sort of the same emotional feeling as Christmas. That warm and comforting, the the contrast between isolation and community and family mm-hmm. and yeah hallmark christmas movies kind of really capitalize that they'll the the formula often i mean i imagine you have more experience with this but from the two i saw <laughs> you take someone and you isolate them for some reason and i just bonked my mic um and they're so they're isolated from some event in their past mm-hmm. and then the spirit of christmas and rekindling lost love or whatever and then they come back together and they're happy and yeah. it just it always capitalizes very specifically on those christmas emotions Mm -hmm. is that accurate yeah i would i would say that's pretty accurate usually they'll throw in like a town that is overly obsessed with christmas too so like specifically the town like goes above and beyond and they like get caught up in the town's charm as Mm -hmm. well as whatever like family or love interest is going on so yeah that's a factor too but yes all right so how would you lay out the formula for a Hallmark Christmas movie? Like, I know there are, like, you can fit it into it different ways, but it seems like they do kind of have a overarching formula. What would that look like in your mind? Um, they They do go about it, like, a few different ways, because I mm-hmm. will say, like, most are definitely about love interests, but, like, sometimes they go for more, like, family. Okay reconnections and stuff like that one of the plot summaries i read was about a daughter and a grandpa that Mm -hmm. learned to love each other or something yeah yeah so sometimes they do go for the family angle sometimes they go for both there's the love interest and the family angle Mm -hmm. are there others missing out on other ones those are the two main ones that i can think of i mean i will say obviously the one thing you're always guaranteed is the happy ending like Mm -hmm. there's never gonna be a huge plot twist in a hallmark movie you're always going to have your happy ending never even like bittersweet or like leaving something unresolved even just kind of no. wrap it up in a nice tight just, bow. Yeah, it's yeah. it's always wrapped up real nicely. I think just that's... like a Christmas present. There it is. Yeah, yeah there it is. <laughs> I think that's part of like the comfort of it. Is right. You're gonna watch it, and you know your heart is not going to be broken by it at yeah. the end of yeah. the movie. I mean, we've, we've talked about the associated emotion is just like is joy, and mm-hmm. if you're trying to capitalize on that emotion in a season, you're not gonna leave like oh yeah they like. <laughs> There, you're not going to put a love triangle where someone ends up getting the short end, where they're just like lonely at the end. Everyone's at least you gonna... won't show it on screen, huh? At least you won't show it yeah. on screen. Sometimes <laughs> That's true. They do throw in those love triangles, but a lot of times the like third person that doesn't end up getting the guy or the girl or whatever, mm. they're like super chill about it (laughs) they're just like oh yeah this is totally fine like i've been pining after you for 10 years now but i'm completely okay with this (laughs) do they ever fall for the sassy friend sometimes yeah (laughs) sometimes that's a a good way to unwrite yeah write your way out of that particular corner yeah Yeah. makes sense we should do we should do a watch of a uh, of a hallmark movie and always point out the implications of any given moment Please don't. <laughs> being like the worst like oh that implies that this thing's going on that is not good yeah <laughs> that'd be fun yeah anyway fun. anyway uh 
So as far as Hallmark Christmas movie elements, it seems like another one is there's usually a character that is all about Christmas and another one that doesn't like it. Is that as consistent as I'm making it out to be? That is a commonly used one. I don't think it's like consistent across every movie, okay. but it has like it has been done. Mm-hmm. Okay. But yeah, no, a lot of times they'll like both be into Christmas or sometimes there's like a forgotten love of Christmas. Mm-hmm. So like they, childhood yes. Kind of deal. All right. All right. <clears throat> yes. Okay. I see it. I see it. Bah humbug. Get out of here. All right. um yeah all right so i watched two hallmark christmas movies okay i watched uh trading christmas you seen that one so the cool thing about this point hallmark movies is i could not tell you a single title of a single movie i've watched (laughs) 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 like i've watched a lot and i could not i want to point out that Kaylin saying she cannot remember anything is really saying something because you drop someone's middle name like offhand in three years she's gonna still remember that name like memory of an elephant it is insane and if you just like that just and just love how like how telling that is about Hallmark Christmas movies and how just generic the names are yeah. I bet I can uh let's think um the uh i've got imdb pulled up let's, let's do this. uh okay let's sing, let's sing one. Um, um together christmas i don't think so together no. christmas there's christmas together oh shit which makes a lot more sense grammatically yeah it does christmas um, is like generally in the first part of the title i feel so like. um yeah christmas or, flings christmas flings i doubt it that's uh, uh, that that's, seems too racy. Yeah, much too risque. These yeah. are yeah. these like, are these are not flings. G to PG rated. Christmas wedding, probably. <laughs> Christmas wedding. Uh, it's there's, like there's four of them. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> so there is a Christmas wedding from 2006. There's Christmas wedding planner from 2017. Christmas wedding one away runaway from 2019. Christmas wedding baby from 2014 a christmas wedding from 2013 a new york christmas wedding from 2020 a christmas wedding date from 2012 and i haven't even clicked more title matches <laughs> um a new york christmas wedding i don't think is hallmark okay it's <gasps> not it's not listed as a tv movie um, also neither that is, is christmas wedding 2013 the main character in a new york christmas wedding is a lesbian couple so oh um i will say that is not a hallmark movie oh <laughs> yeah. i have... thought you were saying it was a hallmark movie for a second no like, hallmark did actually they aired a movie this year that had a gay couple in it but they were not the main couple they that were sounds like, like disney i think they have done a main couple one have they i think so. i thought this one was the first one that even had a gay couple they're, i could be wrong they're but moving they're moving towards that direction at least yeah they, they've acknowledged they were like yeah it was like the the main storyline. It was like his brother and his brother's mm-hmm. husband. Okay. Um. So they were like main characters, but the storyline was not following them right. as much as obviously the guy <laughs> re falling in love with the girl next door. <laughs> as as you do. As you must. Yes. Yeah. Which I guess that brings us to another element of the Hallmark formula: straight white people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say. I, I was like. I was mulling over how to like nicely say that but i (laughs) they um they did 
it was can't remember if it was this year or not, but very recently they aired a movie with an interracial couple and that was like mm-hmm. a big deal that Ooh. they even did that. Yeah. <laughs> Real progressive. Yeah. Head <laughs> yeah. of their time. They've had a few black couples the past few years, but historically the model has been upper class white straight people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just their it, I think it's the the lingering sort of um conservative sensibilities and christian channel just they're going to play things as inoffensively for their sort of existing market as they can do you think that there is room for a hallmark christmas movie of a low-class struggling minority couple oh i'm sure they've done it for in hallmark probably they make 40 movies a year. I know, but they all <laughs> seem to be like up, like you mentioned, upper class, straight, yeah. white maybe not, people. Maybe not minority. They've done lower caste struggling. They've done minority. They probably haven't done both yet. Okay. At least not at the same time. Yeah. It's because they don't know what it's like. <laughs> all the people that make these are probably the the demographic that composes the movies. Yeah. That's uh. I hit more title matches. A Christmas Wedding Tale, 2011. A Christmas Wedding in Development. Merry Little Christmas Wedding, 2020. Wait, a, a wedding Christmas, Christmas Wedding in Development? A Christmas Wedding, parentheses, in Development. They're oh, so it. I had an in Development. Like I just had a Christmas Wedding, which there's an in Development one. Yeah, I, I know things. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's like five of them. <laughs> I keep track of news. Anyway. Hallmark news. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a big deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway. Anyway good job you you guessed one thanks i'm very proud of you yeah um what was i saying oh i was talking about the two i watched so trading christmas it's the one where um there's a writer in boston and his brother and there's a woman in small town washington and they do a house swap for christmas i don't think i've seen that one okay interesting all right the other one i saw was a nutcracker christmas and it's a Mm, don't get her started don't get her started what have i done um so (laughs) i'm not gonna tell the whole story but just know that i was part of ou's production of the nutcracker last year um and i played second clarinet all right it she was supposed to be principal oh or co co principal well we were were like in or in orchestra we were co-principals she got shafted anyway (laughs) There was a whole situation with a night class and extra rehearsals that were happening. And because of the night class conflicting with extra rehearsals, I couldn't be principal in the Nutcracker. uh, And I wanted to be. Yeah. So Nutcracker is a a touchy subject. Sorry. (laughs) That's the one I watched. I like, I like Chick. How dare you? Tchaikovsky. With who? Tchaikovsky. (laughs) Is that your final answer? Yes. So that one is about a woman who was a ballet dancer in her youth, and her niece is an up and coming ballet dancer, and they go to Philadelphia, and her niece has got to go through the trials and travails of dancing the role of Clara in Mm -hmm. The Nutcracker. And maybe there's an old love interest that's going to be there, and some flame's going to be rekindled. Question mark? That's definitely what's going to happen. That is absolutely what happens. We know that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so uh, this is something unrelated, but it's something that I was thinking about. With well, it's not unrelated; it's something tangentially related. I watched a uh, a YouTube video. Um, can't remember what the name of the. Uh, I think it's history. Of, uh, 
Can't remember the name of the YouTube channel. Uh, it's two people, red and blue. Red is... Or blue is... I think their boyfriend or girlfriend are married or something like that. Blue does history explanations, mm-hmm. like explaining how history stuff. And red does more entertainment media stuff. Okay. And she did an episode on... Um, relationship tropes uh okay. and like a relationship in a movie and kind of highlighted the elements that force relationships and like the mm-hmm. one thing is that like the first one is the eye contact between the two people that there is like that first eye contact that's like prolonged and it's like ah these are the two that are gonna be together and then towards the end they like they end up with the full final kiss that like that's the s- sealing the deal or whatever and there's always Matt and I just held really long eye contact and I didn't like any of it. Uh, um, but it was what was interesting is I was watching this video and it all of it screamed Hallmark relationship hmm. where it's just like, is there ever? I guess it's more of a question for you because you've seen more. Is there ever like relationships that you feel are natural that they work together? Or is it all just like stuff? It's like, ah, yes, person A and person B are to be together at the end. And then you like the way they construct the plot is that it makes you kind of accept that that's the thing. But never from the beginning are like, I want them to be together. Like, can I jump in here? Sure. I really liked Trading Christmas. Oh, I genuinely enjoyed it quite a bit. I think it's a good movie. Trader. Get it? No. All right. It was trading Christmas. They're different words. Yeah, but it's still. Anyways. Anyways, she's got my back. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I think I. So that's the one where um, basically the premise is there is a, a woman. Um, she's middle aged widow because divorce is a touchy topic, and this one was from 2011. Mm-hmm. Um, so back in the the old days, um, and. She's kind of See, back in the old days in 2011 relative to Hallmark's output. You know, I guess that's is, true. This is back probably before they'd had a single black person on screen. Yeah, that's not true. There's a black bus driver in this one. It's great. Good. Anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> so she's she's widowed. She has a grown up son or grown up daughter um, who she's really close with, um, who's going to school in Boston College. And mom lives in a small town in Washington that is way too obsessed with Christmas naturally there's always that town yeah um and so she um her daughter is not going to come home for christmas because her daughter is actually going to go to phoenix with her boyfriend and so mom decides she's going to go to boston and surprise her daughter how nice that will be um so she goes to a house swap website i don't know if these actually exist premises you find someone in the place you want to go and they want to go to your place and you switch houses for a week. That there's sounds... A, there's a whole, um, like, not Hallmark movie. I can't remember the name of it right now. There's, like, a Christmas movie, though, that's, like, literally about that. It has, um, like, Jack Black is in it. I can't remember the name of the movie. Look it up. Look, Look up Jack up. Black Christmas. But they're, like, right. this girl in L.A., like, switches with someone in, like, England or something. It's the same thing. Like, they swap houses hmm. for a couple weeks. Okay. And Jack this Black is, like, Christmas. not a Hallmark movie. This is, like, an actual, like, big, like, Christmas movie. Like, yeah. I mean, it's a rom-com. It's but it's, like, like an Paramount. actual rom-com. I would, I would put it in Paramount's The Holiday Domain from yes. 2006. Yes. Who is it? Uh, Paramount or Columbia? Why are you asking me that? I don't know. I just feel like it's one of them. I this just whole wanna... tangent feels unimportant. I just wanted to point out that this is a rom-com. Sony. 
that has been done. Well, that's a bummer. Um, so the production company is listed as Columbia and Universal and distributed by Sony. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for... <laughs> Music by Hans Zimmer. That. What? <laughs> He'll do a rom-com. He'll slum it. All right. Yeah. It's a good rom-com, in my opinion. I okay. like that movie. Anyway. Anyway. So you, you're... I'm so sorry. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> the holiday received mixed reviews from critics. I'm not a critic. True. Therein lies the problem. I don't find it a problem. Therein lies the problem. Anyway. I want to stab Christmas. you in the face every time you say that. What was I doing? <laughs> Let's see. I was explaining the plot. Okay. Yeah, sorry. So she's she's going go to she's gonna go to Boston. And so... We're also introduced to this uh, writer in Boston who's kind of hitting writer block on the final draft of his novel, which I like that it's realistic. It's not he's got deadlines coming and it's writer's block on the first line because that's not how that works. <laughs> no, if you're a writer, you crap out something and then you try to revise it in time. Um, and he wants to get away from the hustle and bustle of the big city and go somewhere isolated. So he gets on his house swap website per the recommendation of his brother and uh, they swap houses and so she goes to boston and he goes to small town in washington and daughter goes to phoenix with boyfriend whole mess of shenanigans it's great um and then uh she accidentally triggers a burglar alarm in his fancy boston apartment and so his brother comes over with policemen um just after she got out of the shower naturally <laughs> there it is <laughs> um and so they they bust in and there's kind of an awkward moment and she has kind of a they make she makes eye contact with the brother oh yeah the eye contact yeah. yeah it's not really that it's actually it's a like it it's as genuine as that interaction was ever going to feel <laughs> um all right which is fine and then in the meantime uh sassy friend who is like an overworked corporate event planner decides that she's going to go to washington to surprise her friend so she busts in because she knows where the, the spare key is. She busts in in the, the middle of um, writers not coming out of the shower, but he's just like Man. naked around standing no. around, just standing in front of the front door, fully naked. You realize these movies will like they go out of their way to hide cleavage. I don't. They do. Because I've never seen these movies. <laughs> I have no idea what go on in these movies. What goes? Yeah. Yeah. Just let me drink just my drink your egg just mom. drink my bourbon and egg mom egg, egg oh, mom. What? <laughs> Anyways. Anyway. Anyway. Uh so sassy friend um thanks to a contrived series of shenanigans is able to get to the house but not back from it. Um and so she crashes there. It's supposed to be just for one night and it ends up being more. Um, and she helps the writer with the revision of his novel. In the meantime, um main mom lady is uh, uh, making goo-goo eyes at brother in Boston, and they go on a date, and it's very nice and romantic. And everyone falls for each other, and they live happily ever after, but not without some contrived tension along the way. And it's great. It's delightful. It's really well done. And I think what makes the relationships click, which you were thinking about, like, why do these feel authentic, is the character interactions are done, I think, with a sense of momentum. They start from these people don't know each other. How are the personalities going to interact? And so widowed mom and brother are kind of both in places where they're going to meet and they're going to take an interest in each other. And based on their personalities, they're going to mesh up a certain way. And that kind of just happens. Sassy friend and writer dude are going to clash hard and they do. 
and that it, it builds all this tension and they're kind of they're arguing with each other and they're getting in each other's face and eventually it kind of comes to be this like mutual respect even though they don't really like each other and then it kind of builds off of that and it's it's not artificial it's not starting from hey these two are going to get together i mean you know they're going to mm-hmm. because predictable plot but it's starting from hey these two people wouldn't make any sense together at this point and then it kind of grows to that point and i think that's it, it succeeds in the relationship aspect because it does that okay nutcracker christmas on the other hand does the eye contact thing and then they fall in love and there's so much exposition in that movie it's not good i haven't seen that it's don't okay <laughs> noted yeah the so it if does you remember the name <laughs> <laughs> it's got not so it does the the relationship wrong because it's just it's literally like an eye contact and then oh all of a sudden they're dating because like the first mm. 30 minutes of the movie is a flashback setting up why oh. main female character is lonely which is a problem in and of itself we'll get into it um and then she goes back to Philadelphia and it's just to rekindle the old love. And there's no building to the point. It's just kind of like, yep, this is it. They're in a relationship. Okay, they're not in a relationship anymore. Okay, let's rekindle the lost love. Gotcha. No arc. No momentum. All right. And it's, Good. it's weaker. So. So what's your point? Point is, that's how you do it right. You have to build the relationship. You have to actually start from somewhere and then use your runtime to build on that. The, okay. the movie should be about the relationship building. I want to follow this up okay. with a question to the person who's seen a lot of Hallmark Christmas movies. Okay. And you like them. Does that matter to you when you're watching a Hallmark Christmas? Like, do you watch it for the relationship part of it and feeling like the relationship together together? Or do you watch it for the Christmas aspect of it? That is an in- interesting question. Let me try to use words because those are really <laughs> hard sometimes. Um. I actually think that my perspective on that has changed since being in a relationship. Hmm. I think I used to watch it for the relationship aspect because like Christmas is a romantic time and you Mm -hmm. always want like, or probably not you always want, I always wanted (laughs) something like that to happen to me, you know, Mm -hmm. where some kind of romantic scenario happens and you fall in love around Christmas time because it's so romantic. Instead, you get stuck with this schlub. (laughs) You know, we kind of did meet around Christmas time, though. (laughs) We actually did. (laughs) (laughs) It was more towards... uh, New Year's. New Year's. Yeah. We actually started dating, yeah. But anyway. Anyway. um, So I think that used to... I would watch it for the relationship aspect to kind of like fantasize about like, you know, what could happen. Yeah. Not that that happens, but like what could happen. Mm-hmm. I think this year I've noticed whenever I watch them, I'm not watching them as much for their like the romantic part of it. I'm watching it more for like the Christmas of it. Mm-hmm. And I've also noticed this year I don't like to watch them by myself as much because hmm. I used to watch them by myself all the time. Mm-hmm. This year I really only watch them when I'm around friends and then like me okay. and friends can talk about it. So like I would watch them with Sarah a lot or like last night me and Stevie had a girls night and we just watched Hallmark and Lifetime movies. It was nice. great. It was great. But um, anyways, yeah, I think like part of it is just like 
my friends also like them. So Mm -hmm. we just sit there and we talk about it and we talk about the Christmas decorations and Mm -hmm. the sassy friend Mm -hmm. and whether the main male character is cute or not, you know, like (laughs) just the usual. (laughs) He's Brandon Ruth. Of course he's cute. Yeah. No, I can see that. If you left me for Brandon Ruth, I would not, I would be upset, but I wouldn't argue. (laughs) But anyway, so I think used to, yes. Now, not as much. All right. So that, you... that brings up an interesting topic about like what Hallmark movies seek to fulfill mm-hmm. in in terms of like the kind of this unreachable idyllic, 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 um, glowing, uh, like extreme version of whatever that is so mm-hmm. relationships you get a guy walking into a house with a girl getting out of the shower and they lock eyes and they're gonna get married eventually yep. and that shit doesn't happen and then so that's the relationship side of it i don't know all the girls i've walked in on the shower i've end up married to that's true then they mysteriously disappeared anyway. and then the christmas <laughs> decorations are every every post on the staircase is decorated all the way down. Mm-hmm. The Christmas tree is just, you don't see green past all of the lights and ornaments, mm-hmm. all of the, like the, the giant reeds, like just the a, immense amount of decorations that no sane and fiscally responsible person would do. <laughs> <laughs> unless it's the, unless it's the, the contrast character that doesn't like christmas that either has a traumatic past with christmas or they've just kind of never gotten that into it then their their living space is sparse and modernist and deliberately designed to draw contrast to the homey christmasiness but then they always end up decorating but then they always end up decorating it yeah and that's kind of the fun part yeah yeah so i think that's that like that's the i mean you you kind of gave me a look of when i was saying like that no one would do no one fiscally responsible you're kind of giving me the look that you're like i would totally do that (laughs) that that if you I do had give the me... money for it, I would. Yeah, it, well, that's, the fiscally responsible that's the thing. Is like... I haven't seen our apartment. Huh? We, we, we've Christmased out a little bit. But not not to the extreme. I've seen stills of some of the stuff, and it's just too much. It's beautiful. And I think, and I think that's the point. Is it's this, <laughs> I love it. Like this un- unachievable bliss where you just don't have problems. Yeah. Like your biggest problem is... Like, oh, this guy I'm going to marry walked in on me when I was getting out of the shower kind of thing. Well, but you... You know, there's... There's problems. I mean, there's problems. There, there is tension. Okay. A lot of times there's problems with, like, careers and, like, whatever's mm-hmm. going on. Like, yeah. they have to make a choice between, like, coming home for their family and dealing mm-hmm. with that and, right. like, their high-powered job in New York City. So I wonder if that's also... Part of it, then, is... I, I can't really speak to this well because they don't have the experience those problems are kind of okay problems to have they're not life it's not like how am i gonna feed my children this week no kind of problems i think it's like if you're trying to appeal to a like middle class of people those are like middle class of people kind of problems Mm -hmm. like would you agree yeah it okay just in a broader sense i also have no idea of what problems they do face like i don't i haven't experienced them so i don't know broadly speaking it's the sort of problems that are going to cause a character to feel isolated Mm -hmm. so they Mm -hmm. can draw the contrast with the joyful we talked about that coming together yeah yeah 
So also, I said I haven't experienced that. It's, I haven't experienced watching the movie to know what problems they are specifically. <laughs> Not that I haven't experienced problems. <laughs> you are problems, man. I am problems. I am the problem. <laughs> I am the one who problem. Yes. I grammar. It's supposed to be a Breaking Bad reference, but it kind of... I can't do the voice and it didn't really... Moving on. Um, what was I saying? I was saying that I my my theory about Hallmark movies oh, yeah. is they are this glowing, out of reach kind of extreme of what people want in either romance or Christmas. And so now mm-hmm. that you're in what I think is a great relationship, <laughs> um, about <them. laughs> you you're now no longer kind of looking at that part because it's not unachievable anymore. But now you're looking at this like I would love to be able to just completely smother my wall with garland, <laughs> sort of wish fulfillment almost. Yeah, yeah. wish fulfillment. There we go. Okay. Yeah, I, I could see, see that. I mean, I still enjoy like the romantic plot lines because I am who I am as oh, a person. Mm-hmm. But I'm not, it's not like a longing for it anymore, I guess. So like, yeah, I guess maybe I do have a longing for all the well, Christmas and decorations. And so that kind of, I wonder if that kind of bleeds into the uh, same thing about the problems is that it's appealing. The problems appeal to our level, specifically us, like mm-hmm. our level of uh, class, because that's what we experience. And so now the relationship, like you're kind of at that level. So it's now appealing to you at that level. Instead of you being like you wishing for that, you now have that and you identify with it. Does that make sense? No, no. All right. Gage, cut all that out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, where was, I had a, I had a point. So I was, I was going to ask, can you tell, like, do you notice afterwards if you feel like a relationship was done well or done badly in the movie? Do you, are there ones where you're just kind of left cold to it afterwards? Sometimes. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes I'm like, eh, Not that like wasn't it. my favorite. I feel like usually the ones I like more are the romances that I liked mm-hmm. better. And then the ones I don't like as much, I'm like, mm, yeah. kind of weak. It's, might be a stretch, but could you, are there any specific elements of the romances that do or do not work that you think might be a consistent and driving force behind that opinion? I think... Um, it can be done well, but often is not when they go back to like the ex or the like Mm -hmm. childhood love that never happened Mm -hmm. and then it like happens later um sometimes i think those feel kind of like you're talking about like they feel kind of inorganic like there's no there's no building they already built it because that yeah put it back so they try to like do flashbacks but they're also trying to do it in current time Mm -hmm. and so those i feel like i don't always i don't like those as much okay yeah, it seems like it'd be harder to do that, right? Yeah. Is it... Is it... That's better. Uh, <laughs> does it have anything to do... So, specifically the X one, is it... This is just getting into the writing and the characters. Um, is it all about, like, how do they typically get back together? Is it typic- Does it typically, like, write it in such a way that the characters have grown from the problems they had in the relationship? So, it feels like, oh, they weren't right for each other. But they both had their flaws back then. Now they have both kind of like grown from those flaws. No, because I feel like the way they did it is like some stupid mistake happened in the past. They broke up over it. 
And then they're like, oh, that was a stupid mistake. Let's get back together. Mm. Allow me to draw with an example. Nutcracker oh. Christmas. Oh, good. <laughs> <Very> good. <laughs> I watched, I watched like the perfect two movies for this. One is really good and just nails the formula. And the other one is bad. And like, it's, it's the same formula, but it missteps so in so many places. And it's great. Okay. So Nutcracker Christmas. Um, basically, for one thing, can I take a quick side trant? track and straight side track <laughs> side, side, side track okay tangent aside uh, parenthetical one of the above gauge soliloquy edit, edit yep gauge edit in whichever of those sounded best um so a lot of these characters have some sort of reason for having uh their isolation problem some sort of I'd say tragic backstory, but that's like a little too strong. It's a little too it's dramatic. Like they're widowed, or they had mm. some something go wrong in their past. I would say widowed is tragic. Yeah, but not in the sense of like tragic backstory is like Bruce Wayne watches his parents get murdered in front of him in a dark alley. In the storytelling okay. sense, yeah, okay. In the real life, <laughs> yeah, being widowed is tragic. Yeah. <laughs> They're, the widows are always, like, suspiciously, like, chill with being a widow. They're like, <laughs> oh, well. Like, sometimes they're a little sad about it, but it's not, like, the all-consuming grief See, that you is, would expect from a widow. This is what Trading Christmas does so well. There's a scene where the, the widow breaks down and cries about how good oh, things were. And Good. Okay, new, that's real. And new love interest is like, look, I wasn't there for that. I couldn't be there for that. I... I want to make you feel that again. I want to do that. And it's it's so sweet. It's really good. Ah, yes. Anyway. Let me take advantage of your grief to get you in bed. They make out on the couch a little bit. It's All pretty right. saucy for one of these movies, honestly. <laughs> um, no, but so what Trading Christmas does really well and what Nutcracker Christmas does really badly is the amount or like the way they reveal that backstory. So Trading Christmas, like it just hops right in with the character walking down the main street and we meet all of the major players and the backstories of each are kind of teased out bit by bit in character interactions just as they naturally come up. Nutcracker Christmas, it's literally like 20 to 30 minutes of flashback and exposition and voiceover explaining why this character is in this situation that makes her feel isolated. Um, basically, she was a prodigiously talented ballerina um, and won a little competition and got to play... Um, a role in the, I don't know, some fancy New York company or something um, in the Nutcracker. And it was basically her dream. Um, and she really wanted to be the Sugar Plum Fairy. And eventually she worked her way up and got the Sugar Plum Fairy role. Um, and her sister always believed in her and was so excited for her and was going to come see her. Um, and her niece was like a big fan and was just like um, really supportive. And then on the way to the airport to come fly to see the Sugar Plum Fairy, Sister gets in a car crash and dies. And instead of teasing that, <laughs> Preston needs a stiff drink after that one. And so um, kind of the, the crux of the relationship falling apart in the first place, she'd fallen for male ballerina man who's very handsome and a ballerina in real life, which is cool. Is it ballerina if it's male? Ba Ballast? <laughs> <laughs> You're just a straight up ballast. I don't know. What? They're still dancing ballet right yeah i look it up what my a... my uh my dorm room my freshman year of college my dorm room neighbor was a dance major it was a ballet major he was a ballet i don't know what i call him I don't know. 
Ballar- so, Ballaro? Ballare? In, 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 in Italian, um, ballerina is an Italian word. Mm-hmm. And in Italian for males, it's just ballerino. Oh, all right. Ballerino. Yep. Uh, anyway. Pruschetti. Okay. Tangent. Uh, so she get, she's about to like go out there to be Sugar Plum Fairy and it's her dream role and she gets the news that her sister mm-hmm. died on her way to come Oof. see it. Um, and she's emotionally devastated but still wants to go out there and dance the part because she says, oh, my sister would want her to, but she's like a train wreck, basically. Right. And her boyfriend says, look, you're in not a good place to do this right now. It's going to be bad. You're probably going to get hurt, like, physically. Mm-hmm. Ballet's dangerous. It mm-hmm. is, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they... Uh, Black Swan has taught me anything. It's that you could die. It's a good movie. I thought about that. That was a good movie. A times. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen Black Swan? Yeah. She probably wouldn't like it. It's not very heartwarming, warm and comforting. No. It's kind of the opposite. It's very artsy. Mm. It's pretty artsy. Probably not my it's type It's like accessible then. artsy. But it's more gut-wrenching, I guess. Oh. Yeah, those aren't my favorite. Yeah. It's good. Hey, I've talked about it. Have you seen Whiplash? No, we've talked about that. As as a musician, as someone who grew up in music and contests and stuff like that, you might not want to watch either of those because it does trigger those like competitive like like feeling of like there's always going to be someone better than you and mm-hmm. competing against this one person. I don't think you would be happy at the end of those movies. <laughs> That's, fair. Yep. That's fair. Anyway, so they have a they have an argument, um, and she storms out and never sees him again. All of this is laid out just linearly. We see the actual scenes happen. None of it has done his backstory. All of it has voiceover over it explaining how present day main character feels about it, which is oh. like five years after the fact. Oh, I see. Trading Christmas, yeah, it just it kind of hops right in. And when you need backstory, you get it. It does it much better. And so um, it's more authentic. I forgot where I was going with this. I had a better point I was building to. We were just, talking about how they don't do like the rekindled as well. Yeah, they don't do the rekindled as well. Um, and so the Nutcracker one, they can't establish the relationship in the first place because they're doing it all via flashback. And so when it comes to rekindling it, it's like it's already there. We're already expected to have a certain level of investment in this that we just don't have at that mm-hmm. point. And so it just, it doesn't quite work. I guess I pointed that out just to say um, the, the formula involves tragic backstory or isolating backstory. And the way to do it well is not to just vomit it all at the start of the movie. Right. It goes for really pretty much any exposition. Um, except Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings never really does... There's like the two-minute montage of Galadriel voiceovering what the rings are. Yeah. That's exposition. That's That's kind of needed, though. Yeah, exactly. I said Lord of the Rings can do it, and it's okay. You know, now that I'm thinking about it, there is quite a bit of exposition throughout. Yep. But it's good exposition, because we like Lord of the Rings. You'll love it. You'll love it. Anyway, that's not the movie we're talking about. No, it's not the movie we're talking about. Uh, Yeah, that that was my point there. Yes, good. I've convinced everyone I see. Yes. Good. Congratulations. Awesome. <laughs> Should we start wrapping this up? What? What's what, What's your, well, like, not by, like, let's end it. Like, let's. Let me say one more thing about the contrast between Trade okay. Christmas and Nutcracker. Problem with, another problem with the Nutcracker is it doesn't really do Christmas. 
it's all about the Nutcracker production, which mm-hmm. is Christmassy, and there's then mm-hmm. they there is a scene where they go and buy a Christmas tree and stuff like that. But the Christmas spirit isn't there. It's not about Christmas, Christmas. in any sense. It's just kind of set around Christmas mm-hmm. with some Christmas set decorations. Could it have been any other dance or performance? Could it be replaced by a musician? To be realistically, a, yeah, yeah, it could it could have been Swan Lake. It could have been an opera singer singing. Mm-hmm. Tosca's the wrong choice, but it's the first opera I thought of. Eugene um, Onegin. Yeah, that one. <laughs> Tchaikovsky. There you go. <laughs> yeah. It could have, yeah, it realistically could have been anything. Could have been okay. an English horn solo in the second movement of Dvorak's Ninth Symphony, which is pretty great now that I think about it. Yum, bum, bum. Anyway. Yum, bum, bum. <laughs> anyway. Um, it's going to be stuck in my head all night. Thank you. My dad used to sing that to me when I was a kid. It's a great little just lullaby tune. Yeah. Yeah. I have some weird emotional attachment to it because it's like it's ingrained in my brain from when mm-hmm. I was a baby. I personally associate it with beginning band because there is an essential out like the book. Oh, yeah. Essential elements. elements. Oh, oh yeah. We're all musicians. Excerpt. We know essential elements. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, except for I know like the college version of me trying to teach five other people that are secondarily on oboe. <laughs> this line very good (laughs) anyways anyway nutcracker christmas is not about christmas trading christmas um widowed mom really likes christmas Mm -hmm. and she likes the christmas spirit and there's the town that likes christmas too much and it's it's more than just trappings it's about the the spirit and about what christmas has meant to these characters in the past that plays into the backstory that plays into where the characters are today and it's an actual substantive part of the movie and that makes a huge difference i think all right Okay, that was my last point on that. All right. So, uh, what do we get from this? What do we learn? Christmas movies. Boy, there sure are a lot of them. There sure are a lot of them. I think the, uh, I think the the understanding I'm getting from this, kind of the thesis, it's hard for me to come up with a thesis because I haven't seen the movies and I don't feel the same, like, yeah. answers as you guys have come up with like you i don't understand the the warmth and like joy that you get from it because i haven't seen them so i mm-hmm. i don't know i just don't connect to it I, matt i'm gonna have to throw you under the bus to come up with the thesis for this one glad you did i spent the last 15 seconds hurriedly trying to put one together <laughs> <laughs> yeah we got our uh we got our pattern going or our, yes. uh, our whatever we should the... put kaylin on the spot make her do the thesis yeah come up with no, the thesis thanks. thesis I actually am done with college now, so... <laughs> no. um, okay. Yeah. You're not done with school. You're never done with school. True. Yep. <laughs> but so, I don't have to come up with a thesis in my job. Thesis. Hallmark makes a lot of Christmas movies. Some of them are quite good and enjoyable, because I think they tap into um, some of those base-level Christmas emotions very effectively. They... They have a formula, they stick to it, and they can do it well. It is a, a way they do it that brings these um, these warm feelings. It's almost a, it's sort of a nostalgia, almost. Mm-hmm. A nostalgia for, like, the idealized Christmas. Um, for the idealized, it's the, the hope and the yearning for the idealized romance. And it it plays into these really basic and sort of visceral emotions, Um and of course, the economic logic that they can just make a bunch of them cheaply. Um, but in order to make that work, they have to try to make an effective movie, just in terms of 
character development and writing and pacing and all that. But they have to capture that isolation versus togetherness balance. And they have to... This is a really long thesis. I'm starting to realize. (laughs) Um, I'll boil it down into something nice after I spin my wheels for another minute or two. (laughs) Go for it. Keep going. Keep spinning your wheels. So... They have to tap into that isolation versus togetherness. They have to tap into that Christmas spirit. Christmas is not just a setting. Um, or yeah, Christmas is a, a setting. Christmas affects elements of the plot and the characterization. It's not Thanksgiving. It's not a plot device. That was my thesis from that one. We can bring that back. Good stuff. Um, <laughs> all right. So thesis, Hallmark Christmas movies have persisted because they tap into something very simple, but very much just at the core of what a lot of people feel about the season. And it's a simple enough formula that it's not hard to do it effectively. All right. Something about white people. <laughs> I'm satisfied. Works Are you for me. satisfied? Does Sounds good. Does yeah. fit your... Uh, I, I think that sums it up. Okay. All right. Well, shallst we? We shallst. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, big thanks to Kaylin for being on. Glad Yay! to have you here. Made it much easier because I didn't have to watch 50 of these things. <laughs> it's okay. I got you on that. And I didn't have to watch any of them. <laughs> I can change that. Mm. You should let her. All right. I really I you. offered. Honestly, that true. it's funny yeah. is that I offered to watch a, Chris, a Hallmark Christmas movie. And instead of that, we watched the first disc of Extended Lord of the Rings. No, those were two different occasions. There were two different occasions, but the next movie after I offered was mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings. So You have done well. I have young done well. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. <laughs> no, uh, Hallmark Christmas movies, they're, they can be a lot of fun. They can be pretty terrible just because they're low budget, low talent. But, you know. You hey, can... some of those actors are good, though. No, Brandon yeah. Ruth's a good actor. Brandon Ruth's a good actor. Uh, the the writer guy from Trading Christmas, uh, Tom Cavanaugh. He's well, he's been in a bunch of CW stuff. So, poor guy. Um, but he's he's legitimately really fun in that. Just a good character. He kind of hams it up. There's a couple, cute couple of kids that come up to the door at one point, and he kind of shoes them away in a way that feels like real, but like this annoyed adult that doesn't know how to talk to children trying to talk to children it's it's really good it's really well done and then he there's one point where he breaks into a british accent for no reason it's awesome relatable (laughs) as one does um anyway uh if you've enjoyed this discussion of hallmark christmas movies you can find this podcast on soundcloud itunes spotify podbean iHeartRadio, and probably other places um i checked amazon music but i don't think we're on there um, if you did not enjoy this podcast, you can also find us on SoundCloud. Action Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> it's just you can still I, find us there. You I, just don't yeah, wanna. <laughs> I, I went back and I realized that that didn't really flow logically, and so I kind of had to correct myself there. Um, if you have some friends that are maybe not sure if they'd appreciate us, you should send them to our YouTube channel, Just Us Losers, where we uh, we do a little condensed version of the discussion, fifteen minutes, twenty minutes, in and out, just get the big points. You gotta. Bada bing, bada boom. That's what I was going for. I was going to say. Yada, yada, yada. <laughs> yada, yada, yada. I say that a lot because like in math, if uh, if I'm helping a kid with math and I have to write like a long equation, I'll say, okay, so we have three times yada, yada, yada squared and then all over 8x or whatever. Just to, so this is a weird tangent. <laughs> I'm giving him such a look right now. <laughs> 
I'm ready to wrap uh, this up. Let's you go. You can find us on Facebook. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Just Us Losers Pod, where we still haven't turned Ranty Preston loose, but we need to at some point. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good time. It's we'll probably it gonna be around the uh well, I don't know. <gasps> Zack Snyder Justice League. Oh uh, I missed a news. What what did you miss? Uh Nightwing. Tom, Tom King is writing Nightwing. Oh. Uh, and he does a lot of really good shit. And yeah. Nightwing is finally back to being actually Nightwing. Into the we... mo- in, in the in the episode. Uh, we're on Instagram at Just Us Losers Pod, where we post a lot of the interesting stuff. Uh, last week's video game quiz, we posted a few quiz questions from that. Um, and I fooled go... a lot of people. I was real yeah. proud of those. You can test your video game knowledge. Class well, not video anymore. Game character. Well, okay. It's only up for twenty four hours. <laughs> oh, that's disappointing. <laughs> but we post interesting stuff related to the, the episodes. Just kind of as they come out, um, we'll do a little midweek pictures. It's nice. It's a good time. Yeah. Uh, we have a Gmail, justusloserspod at gmail.com, where if you want to send us an exhaustive review of every single Hallmark Christmas movie, I applaud you. Please do. We will not read it, but I would. I, I will. All right. I will, because I want to know which ones I should watch. All right. I have six days till my free Hallmark channel subscription expires. <laughs> I got a Send lot of quick. to do. <laughs> uh, you will only be listening to this episode in four days, so Matt will have two days left after this. <laughs> Get on it, people. Um, that's everything we have, right? Next, Pretty sure. Yep. Next week is next week is Preston's musical tastes. Yeah. Preston's going my to explain experience, music. my history, kind of how I got to where I like music now, and how i was a huge fan of breaking benjamin and now i am if you heard a song i listen to now would make no sense how i went from breaking benjamin to here (laughs) yeah that'll be a good time we'll really delve into his psyche a little bit yeah yeah it's gonna be horrifying yep catch us next time for that yep um also stay tuned for our christmas special mini so that's gonna be coming soon it's probably not gonna be super mini we won't have much of an updates and news but now we have all four Chris's who have been in a something. Yeah. Been in a something. Right. So it we'll have to... A, it might be a solid half hour. Yeah. Um, see. And we'll have a Wonder Woman review coming soon. Yeah. Because that's coming out this week. On Christmas Day. What a bold move. On Christmas move. Day. On Christmas Day in the morning. That's a bold move of them to just release it on Christmas Day. Yeah. Technically Christmas Eve because, you know. Right. No? End it. Thanks for listening. Bye. 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 Oh, shit. Hang on. Hang on. I got this. There it is.